カハンニャハラミタシンギョー Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. We're in an ever changing reality. We are in an ever changing reality. Tonight is the first night、um, that we've been live here. On a Monday night, and live together with our beautiful Sangha everywhere. And learning to dance with that, not doing it right. It was so fun the other earlier today. Someone asked me, Well, how's it going to go tonight?、Ah. And I said, For sure. I have no idea. So I'm pretty sure Choto and I will be here. Beyond that, we don't know. And so the beauty of us learning how to even figure out how to do ritual together online and here together, so there's just one practice, is a dance. Reminds me of the beauty of what the practice is really about, which is meeting reality as it is, not wanting reality to conform to how I want it to be. Might be the whole thing. Yesterday, we had this very poignant. The whole weekend was a powerful weekend of practice of the Sazenkai on Saturday and then this rich study of Hongzi, one of our ancestors. And then yesterday, the precepts group studying, not disparaging the three treasures. And the richness of that study together is still with me today. Feel so alive about what does it mean to disparage the three treasures? It's so easy to disparage. So easy to disparage others. Sangha, it's not, it's not the same. It's not how it was. That is for sure. 
will never be the same. So now we always begin right now. And we talked about yesterday in the disparaging of the three treasures about how often we're disparaging ourselves. Some of us, you know, it's really interesting to me like uh, some of us have a habit of disparaging ourselves and how, how I'm, what a piece of shit I am, how unworthy I am, how often fill in the blank. And others of us are really good at disparaging others. Song is not right. The, that person is such a horrible person. I can't believe Koshin did that. And both of them are truly ways that we disparage and revile the three treasures, just different ways, different entry points into the same struggle, the same tangle of not being with things as they are in this mysterious life that we have. It's, it's amazing. And today is the 13th day of our practice period. Mm, just getting started. Dogen beautifully in some ways speaks to this and he says, all people throughout the world are without a doubt, no question, equally imprinted with Buddha nature. However, without the practice of zaza, the true nature and function of a person will not be manifested. It reminds me so much about in our practice about how you can really almost tell in our bodies and our mind. I know for sure I can. How I'm practicing my zazen, by how I'm functioning, by what I'm saying. It's almost like, I was thinking, I was talking to someone earlier about like the, it's almost like the level of vitriol you have for yourself or others is kind of a good indicator, at least it is for me or how much shame and blame you're putting on yourself or others in some way is a good measure for how we are, how we're doing. And the amazing thing that is also saying is that we can just in that moment realize that and practice also. Ah, pause, stop. Dogen says, you should just therefore devote yourself exclusively to and completely absorbed in the practice of Zaza. To me, he's talking about how also to work with our mind when we catch it. Slamming ourselves or slamming others. In that moment, devote yourself exclusively to and completely absorbed in the practice of Zazen. 
sometimes people, I think, misunderstand what he's teaching and think it's like there's a destination, like, oh, that's completely absorbed over there. To me, it's really describing it as a moment by moment experience. Although it is said that there are many, there are as many minds as there are people, all people should practice the way. He had this very generous view. Practice the way to wake up, to show up, to care turn that poison that we all have into medicine through the three jewels of our awakened mind and the awakened mind of you and you and you and you. That the Dharma lives in me and you. And the Sangha is our own multiplicity and the multiplicity of who is here. Instead of what was, what is here? He said, this is none other than the study of the self. To really look at how we can actively and as actually one of our staff members, Lola, talks about having a muscular and athletic mind. Enough. Enough of that way of thinking, that way of function. Talking about others. Talking about myself. He said, there's no reason to forsake the place you sit at home and go aimlessly off the dusty regions of other countries. This line has been interpreted so many ways. But to me, the forsaking of the place where I sit is right where I am. The moment I go into a resentment or a blame towards myself or others. To me, that's aimlessly off in dusty regions, for sure. How about for you? You stray, he says, from the way that lies directly before you if you make one false step. So it's like, while wow, we're doing kin just one false step, then we're totally somewhere else, in some dusty region. So how do we practice not forsaking this way?
had many moments where like, I've really thought if certain things or certain people were rearranged in a certain way, things would be much better. Yesterday, we did this kind of a close study of this one poem of Hongzi that I just love so much. It's called the acupuncture needle of Zaza. And what's so great about that name for me is just like that, mm, not messing around. And acupuncture needles are about the enlivening of connection. And Hongzi, who was four generations before Dogen, as I was sharing with the group yesterday, that's like us and Maizumi Roshi, so not so long ago. And Dogen talked about Hongzi more than anyone else, aside from Beijing, his teacher. Reminds me of how much I talk about Maizumi Roshi. The fondness of our lineage, of our deeply imperfect and strange lineage. He says the essential function of all Buddhas, the functional essence of all ancestors. This is the line that we spent almost an hour. The essential function and functional essence. To really look at what is the essence of how you are functioning as an awakened activity. And what's the functional essence where is your value? What are you doing? What's undergirding? And he says when basically when we're really clear about this is to know without touching, to illuminate without encountering objects. Knowing without touching things is this knowledge is innately subtle. To me, it's like that when we're really tuned in. I'm not touching many things right now. But I feel really here. He says later in the poem, never engaging in discriminating thinking. This knowledge is rare without match. What would your life be like without discriminating thinking? Never engaging it. 
Man, anyone ever do that? Like this, I don't like that. I have fun. You? I feel so much tenderness towards that part of myself. In our talk some months ago, I talked about that big baby, you know, like we just have that big baby. Just gotta love it, swaddle it. Without engaging it as kind of the motivating force, which we're kind of steamrolling around in our life. For me, that is a prison. For me, that's a place when I get overwhelmed. This, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. As opposed to just learning to show up and seeing what's needed. What would that be like to try for 10 years? Just show up. Not focusing so much on whether you like it or not. Or if you feel like it. Just show up. Not engaging that discrimination. He says, this displaying the most minute identification, this illumination is complete without grasping. What would it be like to not grasp what could be or what was? How would that be? me that's kind of like the real going to the mat practice to me that's what inspires me the direction of that and as way of kind of closing we actually ended our study of our ancestors yesterday catching sorry saturday that you mind talking about these two last sentences I want to share with you. This is the end of the poem, remember, called the acupuncture needle of Zaza. He says, the water is clear right down to the bottom. And just feel that part of the sentence. 
the water is clear right down to the bottom. Imagine your mind like that. And there, fish lazily swim on. Just swim. Imagine yourself lazily swimming in clear mind. How does that feel? What does that do to you? To me, it's always important to realize that these words can actually change you. The sky is vast without end. Imagine your mind. Vast without end. Just feel that. Just take a moment and just let that drop into your heart. The sky is vast without end. Again, he's talking about your mind. Birds fly far into the distance. Imagine yourself functioning from that place in yourself, in the world, where the sky is vast without end, and you're just a bird in that element. I'm far into the distance. So many possibilities. So for me, this is such a beautiful opportunity. So grateful to practice with you. So I'll just end with those lines again. Just take a minute. Because they're really about the beginning of the poem where he's talking about essential function integrated with functional essence. Mm. Just allow it to come in and so that you can flow with that so that we don't have to revile the three treasures, but we can actually love and maintain the three treasures. What an amazing opportunity. Rare, rare, rare. The water is clear right down to the bottom. Fish lazily swimming. The sky is vast without end. Birds fly far into the distance. <laughs>